0: It's noon here in Ventnor City, New Jersey, and Washington, D.C., and this is news that you can use from Car Edge for Thursday, December 21st, with your host, me, Ray, and, well, the Car Edge guy himself, Mr. Zach. How are you today, handsome?
1: Doing well, Pops. Happy Thursday. We are getting closer and closer to the Christmas holiday, which is super exciting. Now, Dad, heading into 2024, you and I have plenty to look forward to. The car market, the auto industry, on the other hand, not so much. Let's just pull up the homepage of Automotive News. This is the industry publication that, yes, even on some accounts, has written about our car edge. Dad, you come here on the homepage. The yeah. headlines are not. The headlines are not good, man. Like I went with car market recession, twenty twenty four. We've got a leading article here. Automakers yeah. face slow U.S. sales growth in twenty twenty four. CarMax revenue falling five point five percent. Average dealership pre-tax profit down nearly twenty uh, percent through Q3. Dad, am I far-fetched in claiming that twenty twenty-four may be a year of a auto market recession, a pullback on profits? When it comes to pullback on profits, when it comes to what's another p-word? <laughs> trying to think it's on like p-word for a car. Anyway, is it a pullback on profits for the auto industry in twenty-four, Dad? It seems that way. Um is
0: it far fetched no uh, it's not far fetched at all and and for those of you who who think that these are clickbait headlines today they're not they're the reality and and if they are clickbait headlines well god bless them they come to us directly from automotive news which is an industry publication yep and and they more than anyone have their fingers on the pulse of what's going on in the automobile industry It is The the most important article in there was was how gross profits are down and net profits down for dealerships. Um, That one, the pre-tax profit down nearly 20%, and gross profit per vehicle sold was down 26%. This is through the first nine months of the year, and this is information that has been uh, gathered from the folks that handle the 20 group meetings. So there's f- I think 4,400 dealerships, franchise dealerships that participate in what's known as 20 group meetings. And what they are is uh, they put together um, groups of dealers, 20 of them, in different groups and and the dealers share all their financial information, all their sales information, all their best practices, and they and they spend a year meeting several times a year as a group to review different things. This is this is up to the minute true financial data. And mm-hmm. as I said to you in the email I sent to you, hey, uh, pre-tax profits are down, gross profits are down, a- except wherever our viewers are. But but the reality is they're down, okay? And not down insignificantly. Gross profit's down over 25%. Pre-tax profit is down 20%. Those are big numbers. And they don't anticipate it getting any better anytime soon, moving into 2024. The hope is that the Fed doesn't raise rates anymore. And the Fed has indicated that they will not. Uh, And the hope is that at some point during 2024, the Feds will lower rates to some degree. And, And that might make life a little easier at that point. But it is going to be a struggle for dealerships to sell in the volumes that they've sold in the past as inventories continue to grow as the cost of carrying inventory continues to skyrocket it it, it very well could lead to a slowdown i don't know that i'd call it a recession but a slowdown for automotive sales
1: i think 2024 is a year of reckoning for an industry that was flying high dad and and quite frankly for consumers that have cash going to be a great year to be in the market buying Selling, do whatever the hell you want with cash. That, that being said, Dad, you were talking about we've got profits down. This data is through the third quarter yes. of this year, and things have really started to take a turn in the third quarter for the industry and for us as consumers. We saw, we were claiming it many, many, many months ago, negotiability coming back for most brands, Honda, Toyota yes. really being the exception. Although I'll say it again, I said it on yesterday's show. If you're in the New York metro area, a dealer partner of ours reached out to us and said, in New York metro, they got five Toyota RAV4 primes, $1,000 off of MSRP. Even Toyota's folks are negotiable. And this, this chart here that shows dealer profit margins demonstrates what's happened. Profits were used to be pre-pandemic, 11% you know, grew at 11% yeah. year over year. They were kind of stagnant. You knew what you were going to get into each and every year. And then you see what happens. <laughs> excuse me, I'm still fighting something off. Then you see what happens, dad, when there's inventory shortages and you really, I don't know, don't have enough supply to meet demand. Dealer yes. profits went through the roof. They were up 43.2% and then 111% over two years. And now they've finally started to come back down. To me, this is the beginning of a, of a longer term journey to normalization, normalization of how much money they make on every car sold. Even the CarMax earnings start to depict this a little bit. Prices of cars sold at CarMax came down. So 24 looks like a buyer's market to me, and 24 also looks like, yeah, it's a recession, in my, in my opinion, if you have more than a couple quarters in a row of slowdown. But it's a slowdown from like the tippy top, you know what I mean? So it's not like it's going to be super hard times. It's just like we're not going to be uh, uh, flush with cash like we were. It's, you know, when,
0: yeah. it's a slowdown from, from the absurdity of what 2021 and 2022 were. Okay, and those two years were an anomaly. And they were anomalies because of COVID, chip shortages, supply chain issues, all of that. So there was this great shortage of of new vehicles, and yet there was still strong demand. And interest rates were still relatively low. Things have changed dramatically. Um, we are up to for the month of December, two point five one million vehicles in stock or in transit that will be available at new car dealerships for the month of December. That is roughly three times what it was at at our lowest point in time when we were running about 800,000 new vehicles. Prior to the pandemic, normal stock was about three and a half to four million vehicles in dealer inventory available for sale, which yep. meant dealers were always overloaded with with uh, merchandise. and And so they had to be competitive. They had to discount them in order to move them. And there had to be incentives from the manufacturers in order to move them. We got away from all that. There are now projections that inventory levels for 2024 could rise to about 3 million a month. Okay. That's higher than what the manufacturers would like. It's also higher than what the dealers would like, because that means that they have to get back to pre-COVID selling. Big discounts, just move the metal, do whatever you need to do to, to take a deal, good, bad, or indifferent. If you look at some of that information. Um, The average new car gross profit has dropped by over $1,000. It has dropped from $4,500 on average to $3,500. And I know everybody says prices haven't come down, but I don't know. Something's had to come down for the gross profit to go down per vehicle sold. Um, F&I profit has gone down. It is It is. A time of reckoning for dealers to get back to selling the old fashioned way, which is actually having to sell something as opposed to just saying, here it is, it's either you or the guy behind you buying it.
1: Aspects of what you said, I agree with. Going back to the old-fashioned way, I hope never actually comes to fruition. Dealers discounting, yeah, of course. I hope that that you know supply and demand meet better. Going back to how things used to work, that of having to haggle in the good—I don't think that's a good solution. I hope, I hope that because of the high highs that these dealers had, they've realized that there are different ways that they can operate. Like, they didn't need as many salespeople, for example, or sales managers when there wasn't a lot of inventory. But you know what, folks? Maybe you just match your supply and demand. Your you know dealer principles. like if if cars aren't selling at a certain price, be a one price store, just have a price. Maybe you don't need as many salespeople. Like I hear what you're saying, and a little part of me hopes that actually some of these dealers out there figure out ways to operate without as much bloat because that's where a lot of the price increases for consumers come from and the haggling and the BS. So anyway, I digress just a little bit. I think though, to be very clear, 2024, it's all, all signs are very clear. It's going to be a buyer's market. It's going to be more difficult for the industry. And yeah, I don't think the R word is too far out of the question. There could be, at least in that segment of the industry and in the economy, um, you know, a recession, multiple yeah. quarters in a row of slowing growth. Well, the, the,
0: the there are any number of projections for what the seasonally adjusted um, selling rate will be. Um, this year will probably come in around 15.1 million to 15.3 million. Uh, some are projecting that will be slightly above that next year, maybe 15.4, 15.5. Some are saying 16.1 that's not that's not real big growth it's not a recession but it is a correction it is a slowdown it is you, you know we're still nowhere near the 17 million cars that were being sold annually prior to covid um so it's still less cars yeah um you know i i, I we can argue back and forth as to whether or not we think it's a recession i think it it just it it turns things from a buyer's market from a seller's market to a buyer's market it gives consumers more leverage than what they've had especially when it comes to affordability because interest rates are still high carrying costs for inventory is still high so the only way that you can make these vehicles affordable is to a start producing in bigger numbers lower content, lower MSRP vehicles, and discount the hell out of the high market, uh, high content vehicles to get them to be more affordable for the limited number of buyers who are out there because the percentage of buyers in the market has dropped because of affordability because 83% of Americans don't feel as if they can participate in buying a new car anymore it is beyond their reach so you combine all those things it's just dealers are going to have to work harder to make a sale they're they're going to have to they're going to have to take less profit in order to make that sale um yep. they're 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 going to the the smart dealers are going to really look at their inventory and 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 react
1: accordingly It's not even going to. It's already happening. It's already 100% happening. I want to pull up on the screen, caredge.com. This is the website. This is the company. This is everything that we do behind the scenes off of YouTube. Folks, go to resources and then click on community. When you do, one of the community forum sections is success stories. There are dozens of success stories being left every day right now of so many people going out there and getting their end-of-year car deals. It's awesome. The discounts are already happening. Rab for a hybrid XSE below MSRP. Okay, so please, 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 do not just be. And we're, we had a conversation as a team this morning, Dad. You know, many of the customers that we're working with. One of the unfortunate things that can happen is a car gets sold out from under them. So mm-hmm. we'll will facilitate an entire car deal, not when you buy through the Car Edge Network, but outside of our network when we're doing when we're doing a deal for someone. We had this conversation about so many cars getting sold out from under our customers. They'd put down deposits and cars still get sold out from under them. And the rationale that we came up with is there are not smart shoppers out there who are probably still paying way too much money. And the dealer doesn't mind tarnishing a reputation, their reputation with with our customer who was savvy, had us negotiate, get the right price for them. They're just selling to the person who's overpaying. Go be smart right now. This is a market. We look at so many freaking charts on this channel that all of them would show you that the market volatility has been wild unlike anything we've ever seen in the car market before the past 3 4 years. Now's the time to be a smart shopper. So please the reason I pull up the website everything that's under resources up here is free. Okay? Deal school, our car buying course 100% free. The dealer reviews to find a good dealer free. Our guides, it says free in front of it. The cheat sheets free, the strategy card, the data. Please, guys, like if there's ever a time to be educated about this it's now. I can only imagine that if, if we didn't do this professionally, and if I was going to buy a car, it'd be so easy to get fleeced, man. you got to be informed. Dealers have always,
0: I hate, to, I hate to say this, but dealers have always counted on the ignorance of the people that walk through the door to buy a car. And what I mean by that is that they don't fully understand the process that they're about to enter into, that they that they haven't really done their homework to understand what the market is and what the market conditions are, and so that it becomes relatively easy when you are undereducated about this stuff to be taken advantage of, which is why we have always said knowledge is power or as I have amended it to say, applied knowledge is power. If you have the knowledge and you don't apply it, 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 there's no power behind that, but to apply the knowledge uh, and the free guides and everything else that we, that we provide so that you won't walk into a dealership being able to be taken advantage of due to your ignorance of the process. Um, And And if you find yourself as one of those people who is ignorant of the process, shame on you for not doing something about it. It is your personal responsibility to prepare yourself for things. And if you don't want to prepare yourself for things, then you suffer the consequences of not having put forth that effort i i I don't know any i mean i i beg you i implore you if stuff's free use it damn it it's there to
1: help you let's talk about consequences of decisions we had recent data from Edmonds come out dad the number of negative equity trade-ins actually have decreased in the latest data from Edmonds, but the amount that owners are underwater has grown The average amount underwater on a car loan for a trade in is now close to $6,000. This was originally reported by Bloomberg, data from Edmonds. So we've got new data on how upside down folks are on their auto loans. When they do trade in and they are upside down, it's six grand, Dad. Six grand is the amount of negative equity.
0: You know, we have found that most of our customers uh, owe a little bit more on their cars than what they're worth. Um, how are you planning on handling your negative equity, Mr. Customer? It's your negative equity. You have to do something about it. You, if you want to trade a vehicle that that is nearly $6,000 upside down in value, you need to be prepared to come up with some cash so that you don't continue to do this to yourself moving forward. Um, You know, too many people, too many of the people that buy cars are strictly payment buyers. And what I mean by that is they don't care how much the selling price is. All they care about is what's the monthly payment going to be. If you do that, you end up in a situation where you owe $6,000 more on your vehicle than it's worth, and you think, Well, next, I'll just keep rolling it in. At a certain point, you can't just keep rolling it in. You have to pay for that. You have to come up with the cash to take care of that. It it is, it's disturbing that the average person that has negative equity has $6,000 worth of negative equity, Um, and think about it this way, uh, $6,000 of negative equity it accounts for about $120 a month in payment moving forward. $20
1: for every thousand financed. Think about that. Wow. Wow. Yeah. All right, Pops. Let's turn our attention here to the chat. And then I want to share some information with y'all that I think is interesting from Taker. Thank you for the contribution. Taker GM bought out more than 50% of their Buick dealers over EVs. Yes, we talked yes. about that a bit yesterday. Yes. Um yeah, dealers just thrown in the towel. I think a lot of them are seeing the same things I'm seeing, Dad. or that the, I'm not even that on-seeing. It's just what the industry publications are reporting. Why not? Why not throw and, in the towel?
0: And, and a lot of them understand they sell Buicks, which means they don't sell a lot of Buicks because on average, most Buick dealers don't sell a lot of new cars a month. So if confronted with having to invest hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of dollars to convert your store through... Uh, to 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 sell EVs and you're not a hundred percent convinced that that the demand for Buick EVs is gonna be any greater than what the demand has been for Buick Ice vehicles, why wouldn't you take GM's money and say, hey, it's yours a good Have run. At it.
1: Yeah. Been a good run, folks. Let's pull yes. this coming here from Michael Dad. Thank you for the contribution, Michael. Michael says, While I understand your frustration, most people don't understand how complex it can be to buy or especially lease a car. And I agree with Michael Dad. I think that many people just say, all right, I'm gonna buy the car and whatever happens, happens. It is a highly complex transaction, it, thus the reason to invest the time to become knowledgeable. It, exactly.
0: I, I get I get that most people don't understand how complex it is. But I can tell you this from having spent 43 years in the car business. Most people don't understand how complex
1: it is because they have chosen not to. That's the problem. And the incentive alignment is misaligned. The salesperson, who may or may not also know how complex, like you've said this many times on this show and on our channels, salespeople don't know a lot. This is an overgeneralization. A yeah. lot of salespeople don't know how to structure a lease or what a lease is. Many customers yeah. don't know what a lease is. right? So there are complexities there. But the salesperson's incentive in many situations, most traditional situations, is the more gross profit on the car deal, the more commission they make. So sure. if I'm a customer, I shared it the other day from our investor deck, our Car Edge investor deck. Customer needs are over here, dealer needs or salesperson needs are over here, and they're they're at odds with each other. And so yeah, if you're ill informed and you're just going to trust the person that's sitting across the desk, like you have to make sure your incentives are aligned.
0: Yeah, and and they're not. And they never will they, they no, very I don't, know they'll will never, I don't know if they'll be, never will be. Yeah, but. they very rarely will be. Um, you know, the hope is that we can move them in that direction, um, so that it won't be misaligned anymore. But if 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 a salesperson I hope you feel better soon, if a salesperson is paid commission based on gross profit. Well the the salesperson's first goal is to take care of themselves. Okay, they want to they want to maximize their income potential for the time that they have invested in dealing with you. They want to they want to be rewarded as as handsomely as they can be. So Yes their their objective is different than you. you you as a customer would like to save money a salesperson on the other hand as the salesperson wants you to pay as much money as possible you don't the only the only part of the transaction that has commonality is you both have the same goal in mind you, as the customer, want to buy a car, you as the salesperson want to sell a car. But then you you're on divergent paths. Okay. Totally. The sales, yeah, the salesperson wants to make as much as he can. The customer wants to spend as little as they possibly can. But the ultimate goal is the same, is to, you know, buy and sell. But you you there is there is no excuse in today's world. With the advent of the internet, with the advent of YouTube and others, for anybody to ever walk into a dealership not knowing what they're about to enter into,
1: there is. I gotta, I gotta pump the brakes on you, Pops. I gotta pump the brakes. Sorry, but someone's gotta. That's this is why we do the show together. Someone's gotta be your counteract. Folks, you don't even need to go to the dealership, all right? So I just want to cue that. Thank you, Dad. Yeah, you saw that coming from a mile away. CarEdge.com. We have a dealer partner down in Savannah, Georgia for Mazdas. You're in the southeast United States, all the way out to Texas, all the way north, up into Delaware, everywhere in between. They have some lingering 2023s that they are selling at $1,000 below invoice. You don't have to negotiate. You don't have to go to the dealership. We'll ship the car to your door. I was just looking, Dad. All you got to do, you know, like here's the car edge price. You want an under $30,000, you know, Mazda, here it is. Here it is, folks, like come get your hands on it. So the reason I bring that up is because you're saying, you know, like you shouldn't have to walk into the dealership and shame on you. If you haven't done your homework, you no longer have to do your homework, folks. We did it for you. That being said, obviously, this is one option out of many. Take advantage of all the various resources. We're here to help. Can we go to our favorite segment of the show? uh would that be really you've gotta be kidding me all right bob so i posted this over on the exosphere here we yeah. go dad this was sent to me yes and let me blow it up yeah we'll look at it here this was sent to me and this i i anonymize this because every time we post this crap i end up getting letters from lawyers saying we're going to sue you so i just anonymized this one. So this was sent to me this was received from someone that doesn't work at a dealership. It was received from a friend of someone who works at a yes. dealership. And the letter reads, quote, what I am willing to do is pay you $10 for each perfect Google review we receive. It is very easy. Just send the links below to everyone you know and tell them to give us a perfect review. Five stars. And in the comment section, use your name. Example, Tim Nadavit did a great job. Once this is done, we will see it on our Google page and you will receive $10 for each of these. This means if you have a family member or friend go to this dealership and this dealership and get them to leave two perfect reviews, this will pay you $20. If you get 10 reviews, that'll pay you $200. If you get 20, that pays $400, etc. At least they can this is do a the math. To earn... What was that, Dad? At least he can do the math. This is a chance to earn some extra cash quick before the holidays. I am willing to pay up to $3,000 in total payouts so you don't uh, so you need to get on this now before it's too late again this is real and someone received that from someone trying to solicit fake reviews on a google page to look good on the internet isn't that wild man it's what dealerships do you know
0: um it's wrong you know i used to say I used to say to my salespeople, oh, Melissa, happy, happy holidays to you. Um, I, I used to say to my salespeople, because all manufacturers have CSI, Customer Satisfaction Index Scores, and they, they say to you, you can't coach your customers to give you a good survey. In, in the old days used to say used to say to your customer hey tell you what when you get your survey come on in bring it in uh, we'll we'll give you a free oil change that day and we'll fill out that survey together what do you say okay <laughs> because there were always ways to manipulate the process and I used to say to my salespeople if you, Do an exemplary job in selling your customer the car, going over the car, doing everything so that they completely understand it. You'll never have to beg for a good survey. You're just going to get it organically. And the way you get it organically is you go above and beyond, okay? And you do all the right things. And 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 that that way the owner or the GM doesn't have to beg his sales team to go find three hundred people, okay, to leave perfect surveys, so that their Google reviews scores will go up. All that indicates to me is you can't believe your Google reviews, okay. That that's that's all that means. So so as a customer, don't. Don't believe the Google reviews that, and the Google review scores that you see posted for dealerships because you know they have, they have gained the system. And it's unfortunate.
1: There are also like the reputation management companies out there. I'm going to show everyone an alternative really quickly, which is under resources, click on dealer reviews. We have not received a dime, nor would we take it from any dealership seeking to manipulate their reviews on the car edge dealer reviews so you can come here and you can see all the dealerships that have reviews and then of course you can view their inventory as well and some of the things that we've done to try and actually mitigate any potential um, uh, bad behavior fake fake reviews is every single person that leaves a review it links back to their community profile okay so i'll pull this up really quickly so you can see, this links back to David over on the community. In this way, we're creating some validation. All right, you're actually, you know, a real person. You've you've participated in our community. And pops, the other thing I will mention is we have seventeen hundred and thirty reviews on Google, and they are five stars. So thank you, everyone who has given Car Edge a review. We really appreciate that. But yeah, this this story let you, it, really.
0: Let, yeah. let me ask you a question. Um, when was the last time you paid
1: anybody to give you a good review? We've never paid anyone to leave a review, but if you need a quick 300 bucks, folks, just find that dealership (laughs) and they'll be they'll be paying you. Yeah, we've got here an incredibly kind contribution from Grizzly Industries. Thank you, Grizzly Industries. This is awesome. Really appreciate it. I got my F three fifty a month ago at invoice. Wow. An F three fifty at invoice is incredible. The 250s and the 350s are hard to come by at, at, at fair prices. And at a 6.25% rate, plus I got about $2,500 in equity from my trade and plus $2,000 down. Awesome. Granted, it's for business, but I think I did well. Yeah, no, you definitely did well. Yeah. Like 100%. Should I hold my hopes up for a possible refi in the future? I don't see how you're going to refi from 6.25 into something better next year. I mean, it may be in like two or three years, don't you think? I, I can't see it. Deal.
0: Well, you know, the, the Fed has indicated that they hope to be able to start reducing rates next year um in 2024 when in 2024 originally they had said it would wouldn't happen before september you know now maybe it'll happen a little bit earlier than that but i i wouldn't suspect that rates are going to go down more than a point next year um so it, it might be difficult to find a rate that's that's significantly enough below 6.25 to where it would make sense to refinance you know if you can get it at at six percent or 5.75 percent, i don't know if that's low enough you might want to wait a little longer till you can get it at five or five and a quarter and then it might be time to do it
1: yeah yeah and i just want to reiterate that's a great deal just a really oh, great guess. deal on an f-350 um again we, we work with, with a lot of Ford dealers now. And so I have pretty good pulse on what's going on. F-350s, F-250s, to get under MSRP awesome. From MT85, thank you for the contribution. 90% of five-star reviews are fake. Some data, however, I feel like there's a lot of validity to it. You hear stories about Amazon reviews, Google yes. reviews. This is why we built our own review platform so that we could try and police it a little bit and make yes. it really believable and honest. Um, so appreciate the contribution. And then from Aditya, Uh, dad we had a kind contribution with no comment and that means one thing and one thing only i have to dance (laughs) (laughs) when did that start when did we start doing that i don't know when i was younger i had better i don't know have just just been like at some point on some show i made that Uh, up i don't know yeah anytime you saw a super sticker you know what
0: that means dad
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, because the little super stickers dance a little. They do like a little.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what that means? Dad has to make a fool of himself. I do that without contribution. I do it on a daily basis. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: Okay, let's switch gears, folks. Um, uh, Car content out the window. So for those of you, again, CarEdge.com, if we can help you out, go check it out. Dad, we got an email from Dave Ramsey. Not him, but someone on his staff. They requested yeah. that we come out to their studios in Nashville, I think. I don't know, Tennessee or Kentucky. They actually asked us. They invited us out to their studios to be on on one of their uh, shows. Let's talk about it live. Do you want to do that? Um, yeah. Why wouldn't we? I think it'd be pretty interesting. Yeah, I think it'd be yeah. cool. I haven't replied yeah. yet. Yeah, you're yeah. up for it? Yeah, no, certainly. Yeah. Okay.
0: Sarah I says it's in Franklin,
1: Tennessee don't Franklin know Tennessee, exactly yep.
0: where that is but you thank know. you
1: sir yeah yeah i don't think they're gonna pay to bring us out there. that's like the thing that was going through my head i was like we probably got to well, to get our folks there well but it's a good opportunity
0: yeah, no absolutely it is and and you know i i think they realize in in a certain degree that we're in alignment on a lot of this you know i i i uh you know, I, I I don't believe like he does that. Well, if you can't pay cash, you shouldn't buy a car. Well, the whole damn economy <laughs> of this country would collapse, um, you know, and, and people need cars in the only way for a lot of. But but what I do agree with is that just because you should you can finance doesn't mean you need to finance the hundred thousand dollar car. You know, maybe you do just fine with that thirty thousand dollar car and you can finance it for less and, and for less time. Um, but you know, I, I know we're in alignment when it comes to what you really want is the out the door price and, and what that, what that really translates into. So yeah. Now the other thing that if we can, uh, uh above and beyond Dave Ramsey is we're doing the fundraiser tomorrow night.
1: Hmm. Let me, um, here, I'll check it live while we're on. Give me one second. Um, <laughs> I love this comment. When you go, Ray should do the dance on the show too. Yeah, committed. We're in. I'm, I'll speak for. I'm sure we're good. Um, let me see if um, YouTube has added. Um, give me a second.
0: And if they haven't, they should have their
1: their their heads examined. Yeah, yeah. I know. Um, so I'm going to. Sorry, guys. I'm doing this like behind the scenes in in YouTube. Yeah, it's,
0: it's not uh, like Massachusetts General Hospital isn't considered one of the finest hospitals in the country. Um, and, and why, why wouldn't it be approved as a, as a charitable source?
1: Yeah. Give me a second. I forget how to do it in here. Um, should I share the YouTube backend and we can all literally do this together? <laughs> well, I, I certainly, all right here like we it. go, folks. We're going to figure it out together. All right. So I'm in the YouTube backend. Yeah create i don't want to go live though we're already live i know we're already all right let's try create go live later date streaming software schedule stream create no how do i do fundraiser though i don't know yeah it wasn't this it had a different all right so let's go channel levels all right give me a second youtube fundraiser now y'all are just like on a zoom meeting with me (laughs) Uh, um you know oh oh i gotta go to okay give me a second give me a second give me a second and we're gonna give you some time it's not a problem This is fun. We just get to, like... This is when you and I get to spend time together and we get to do it live. It's all good. Yeah. Okay, so here we go. We're here. Get started. Create a fundraiser. Oh, MGH! Nice! They added it. Perfect. Title for your fundraiser. Okay, I will set up the stream. Um, Yeah, cool. I'll set up the stream. Yeah, we... Tomorrow's show... I really hope we can figure it out um, with StreamYard so that we can use our normal software. But they added MGH. So I'll set that up today. Okay. We'll do tomorrow's show, will be our fundraiser show. It'll be a normal show. We'll do our normal shtick. And every dollar that we raise during that show will be donated to Massachusetts General Hospital. My dad will be matching up to $1,000. I'll personally match up to $1,000. And the business will match up to $1,000. So hopefully, I'll be crazy, but hopefully we can raise $6,000. Oh, and Brandon from Car Questions answered wanted to participate as well. So maybe we could raise like $7,500, $8,000. It'll be pretty wild. Anyway, yes, tomorrow there will be a show and it'll be a fundraiser because they just added it. So that's good.
0: Well, so, so what, what that means is if we raise $1,000, we'll donate- Tomorrow, tomorrow, yeah. not today. Tomorrow. tomorrow, yeah. We'll donate $4,000 because you'll match it by $1,000, i will match it by 1000 the company will match it by 1000 I like that. Yeah. And that's for uh, Massachusetts General Hospital for the Cancer Research Division. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That'll be tomorrow's show. Tell everybody you know, okay? I'm begging you. <coughs> Tell everybody you know to watch. And if they see any value in what we do, to donate tomorrow because their donations will be matched so that we can make a rather, rather large donation to Massachusetts General Hospital Cancer Research Fund. And I'm hoping that we would do it in mom's name, in honor of mom. <laughs> um, yep. um, and and um, so it could all be for a very good cause for the holidays. There 100%. you have it. Yeah. Tell your friends, tell everybody you know.
1: Now, we had some thoughtful contributions come through here. Frank says, Dave, better pay the travel costs. Come on, man. I don't know, Frank. We'll see. We'll see. I'll share an update. Stand by. Thank you for the contribution. Uh, The Baron, thank you for the contribution. Prices coming down is great. Now, if just the automakers would build something worth buying, I think there's a ton of validity to that. That's why I think we're actually seeing so many Mazdas getting sold. It's like makes sense from a cost. Um, and value perspective whereas those ram 1500s that cost 70 grand cost of value just doesn't make sense and then we've got here dad from james thank you james 2024 bronco sported invoice plus 1500 dollars in incentives at 48 months at 3.9 percent financing no bs fees that's awesome man that's yeah. awesome good
0: for you congratulations
1: mr hoover and a 48 month loan kudos yeah. man kudos yeah, yeah. great job Doing something less than 72 months we love Love, love to see it. All right. I'm gonna set up tomorrow's show. Thank y'all for being here and being a part. Jorge wants to know if we can do a raffle for a dinner with my dad. I yeah, we'll figure that out tomorrow night. I got some work to do now or tomorrow afternoon. That that would be great. Um we'll raise some money. It'll be a good time. We'll do it in memory of my mom, my dad's wife. Beautiful, be awesome. And then we got Christmas. So what's what what could be better, man? Uh I can't think of anything. I can't think of anything. How about that? All right.
0: So- So we'll be back here tomorrow at noon, 9 Eastern, no, 9 Pacific, noon. Uh, We'll be here tomorrow sometime. Raising money, ladies and gentlemen. Get get out those wallets. Let's go. Get ready.
1: (laughs) Tomorrow, folks. Tomorrow. (laughs) Love you, Dad. I'll catch you later.
0: Okie dokie. Have a great day, everybody.